Hey guys, welcome back to Be the Main Character with Bianca. I hope you're having an amazing Thursday and have been having an amazing week. And as always, I'm so excited to talk to you guys today. Let's do some life updates. So as far as the apartment and little projects I'm working on, I didn't really do much this week. I did set up a Roku in the living room for the TV since we have the couch in there now and... I think that's my next project is to work on the bar cart in there. Me and my roommate are getting a new TV stand. So I think my next area is the living room as well as my reading nook, which I'm really excited about. Oh my gosh, I totally forgot. It's a new month. Happy May. May started on a Monday and I absolutely love when new months start on a Monday. There's just something so refreshing about it. I love it. And my biggest challenge with myself for May is to do 31 days of 30 minutes of movement every single day of May. And I'm doing this because I've been in a fitness funk for a few months and I've been working out just not as consistently as I typically do. And I just haven't been having as much fun with it. And I think instead of just putting the pressure on myself to just get back into it, get back into the routine and almost like internally yelling at myself, I'm just allowing myself every day for the month of May, 30 minutes of some kind of movement. This can be yoga, this can be walking, this can be running, strength training, whatever I want it to be. As long as it's a form of movement, I'm okay with it. And as long as it's for 30 minutes and I'm recording this on Tuesday the 2nd. And so far, I've been having a really good week. Once again, I know it's only Tuesday, but it has been a really good week so far. And like I said, I just love when a Monday lands on a new month. Something about it, especially May when it's like leading into the summer months. I'm so excited. So if you guys want to follow along on that, I'm posting what my workout is every single day on Instagram just to hold myself accountable. And I know we're only a couple days into May. Or we're already a couple days into May, I should say. But if you want to join in and finish off the month of May strong with me and do your own 30 minutes of movement with me and tag me, you're more than welcome to. The more the merrier. And who doesn't love accountability and working in groups? I also just love setting up a new month. My biggest goal, obviously, is to do the 31 days of movement. But I'm also starting to habit track and just plan my days a little bit better. And I'm using Habit Tracker app. There's something about being able to cross something off a to-do list, even on an app, that excites me. It always has, and I just love a to-do list. So I'm starting a Habit Tracker just to see how long I can do a few things. There's not many things on there. Um, at the moment, it's 30 minutes of movement, finishing my hydro jug, which is about 75 ounces of water, taking my vitamins every single day, and what's the fourth one? Oh, reading for at least 20 minutes a day. A couple other things I'm working on is just being on social media less, waking up earlier, and just being more productive with my time and scrolling less. I just feel like I've been on social media a lot lately, and it just consumes a lot of my time, and it's just pointless scrolling. So, I'm trying to fill my time with things that benefit me more and that I truly enjoy. Like I don't feel like I make as much time for reading as I could and I love reading. And the second I made myself set aside this time to read to unwind instead of scroll to unwind, I just 
I've been much happier. I've been making reading an experience. I've been using my hatch alarm not only as my alarm, but I also use it for the, it's like a lamp. Also, you can set it to any color on the light system. And you can also just listen to the sounds whenever you want. So if you want to hear like a dishwasher running or if you want to hear light rain or heavy rain or the ocean, you can just let that play. And I've been letting that play while I read and oh, amazing candles on sunset lamp on the whole experience. That's why I can't wait to set up my reading nook. I'm so excited. I have so many ideas. So pumped about that. But yes, I'm really excited for the spring and summer months and just habit tracking and getting in a good routine and coming out of the, you know, winter funk that I feel like a lot of us are in and just kind of pushing myself to do better things. Oh, and also so exciting. I'm going on a trip next week. I'm so excited. I'm going to Florida. Me and my family are going to Disney for like a long weekend situation and I'm so pumped. Um, that's just always something to look forward to is traveling and... Yeah, so we're going to Disney for a few days and I'm just so excited to go in some warm weather and travel and I haven't been on a plane in so long. I recently just went on a cruise, but but we left from a port that was close, so we just drove to the port so we didn't have to fly um, and then obviously we went on a cruise. So I haven't been on a plane in a really long time and something about the airport just makes me very happy, so I'm very excited to like plan my airport fit and I love Disney. I haven't been to Disney since I was 17 and a senior in high school. And I've never been to Disney with my youngest sister, Belle. She's five now and I've never been to Disney with her. She's been with my mom a few times and I've just never been able to go with them just because of like a school and work situation and scheduling. It just never worked out. But I'm so excited that I finally get to go this year and my dad's going because most of the time he can't go either with his work schedule. So I'm just pumped that we're all going and just having a few days in Florida. And I'm also very excited to have a sun-kissed pre-summer tan. Like we're getting the summer base. I'm so excited to be more tan in May than I typically would be and have that tan last the rest of the summer. And, you know, be able to build upon that. I'm, I'm so excited about it. But yeah, we're going to Disney. And like I said, I haven't been to Disney in so long. And I'm definitely not like a Disney adult. Not that I think there's anything wrong with that. But I do love Disney. Like I have a great time at Disney. This is the first time I'm going to Disney where I can drink in Epcot and Hollywood Studios. And you can't drink in Magic Kingdom. But yeah, this is the first time I can drink and be an adult in Disney. That's so fun. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited. Like I always say, it's always good to just take your time off, not feel guilty about it, you know, travel for a couple days, come back feeling refreshed, rejuvenated, going to be in the warm summer heat. I'm so excited. I don't think I've ever been to Florida in May and I'm expecting it to be very, very hot. I'm excited. I'm a little nervous because we are going to Disney, so it's a lot of walking and stuff, but honestly, I could care less. I just want to be in some heat. Plan on making a ton of TikToks while I'm there, so follow along on there if you want to. And then the next thing I just want to talk to you guys about is I've been really sober curious after I just said, oh my god, I can drink an Epcot. Um, I've been sober curious for a couple months now and a couple reasons why. I don't love the taste of alcohol a ton. And I think I've talked about this before. I like 
a few drinks like I really like a few drinks and majority of the drinks I have though I don't like them that much or they're too strong for me and I make someone else drink it for me I've just never been a huge fan of alcohol there are some drinks that yes like my certain wine that I get once in a while absolutely love margaritas I love margaritas but I never think that tequila ever sits well with me and yeah I just I'm not a huge fan of alcohol and I'm just going into summer wondering if I should you know try not drinking for a little while I was gonna do it the month of May and then my mom was like um hello we're literally going to Disney and I was like oh yeah you silly goose I was gonna not drink until um what's the holiday that's coming up Memorial Day or yeah it's Memorial Day I was getting confused with the one that's in September I was like flip those two anyways I was gonna not drink until then until my mom was like um hello and so I don't know maybe I won't drink in June I don't know it just seems so weird to me not to drink in the summer but at the same time I just I think I might just like switch to mocktails there are some mocktails I've made and had that are just so good and as long as you're having a good time with good people the alcohol really isn't necessary I mean yeah alcohol is fun of course and there's nothing wrong with alcohol. I just want to put that out there. I'm not saying it's bad to consume it. I'm not saying it's bad to have. It's just I don't know if it's worth it enough for me to be drinking something I don't even like that much and that I just don't feel like I need. So I don't know. I will keep you guys updated on that because I am very sober curious and I think I owe it a lot to. I always talk about this podcast on this podcast, but the Manifest podcast by Tori Simone. She has been alcohol-free for, I think, over six months now, maybe a year, and I think it's, I think it's been a year, actually, that she hasn't drank, and she's very similar to me in the sense of she just never, uh, I feel like hers is more she liked the taste of alcohol, she didn't like the feeling it gave her, and she didn't like getting drunk, and for me, on the other hand, I just don't love alcohol that much, and also alcohol is just so expensive like every time you go out and getting drinks with friends which I love doing it's just so expensive and sometimes I'm like I'm paying x amount of money for a drink that I barely like and I just feel like it's a waste sometimes I don't know because I'm having the same amount of fun I don't know it's been just on my mind lately so I thought I would share with you guys okay let's get into today's topic which is going to be called codependent to independent 101 and I'm very excited to talk about this as someone that has been single for over four years I feel like I have just mastered independence and independence especially in your early 20s and I think I've just used it to my advantage and really gotten to know myself and I want to share with you guys how you can do the same And even if you're in a relationship, I think there are so many things you can take away from this episode of having independence within a relationship and still keeping your independence throughout that. You know, you can be with another person and still have your own sense of independence and, you know, have this, you are a separate entity or a separate person from that person, even if you two are better together, as I'm sure you are you can still be your own person while in a relationship. So this episode is good if you recently went through a breakup, if you're in a relationship, if you've been single for a while now and kind of wondering, you know, like when's my time or if you're just 
happily single and just living your single life and you're like I'm good I'm chilling um, but maybe you want to tap into your independence a little bit more um, maybe you're codependent on your friends and you just want to you know distance yourself from that or not not necessarily distance yourself but just find comfort and pride in your own company okay number one reignite your old passions or find new hobbies so a good way to tap into your independence is to really learn what you love to do or what excites you and maybe it's even something that challenges you or scares you a little bit or pushes you out of your comfort zone and a lot of the hobbies or things that we liked to do when we were younger is things that we can bring into our adult life so whatever that may be or whatever you enjoyed in your childhood think about those things and reignite those passions bring them into your adult life in whatever way that may be how much you loved whatever it may be and it doesn't have to be this extravagant thing and it doesn't have to cost money and you don't have to go anywhere to do these things it can be as simple as reading again for me that's a big hobby i picked up in the last year that um, I had lost touch with a little bit that has become a hobby for me and from this you could start a reading club or you could be in a reading club and from there you could even make more friends or connect with dif different people that you wouldn't have otherwise unless you reignited this old hobby or passion. The amazing thing about passions and hobbies is it's something that you don't have to do or share with anyone else it can just be your own. Maybe it's making flower bouquets and maybe you make a flower bouquet for yourself every single week and that's just something you're doing for yourself. And this hobby or passion, once you get really into it, you're going to be obviously passionate about it. It's going to take up some majority of your day of your time and that's time with yourself. Yes, it's dedicated to that hobby, but it's time you're allowing for yourself to dive into things that, you know, aren't work. It's not school. It is simply just something you enjoy and you're giving yourself the time to do. Next one is how you treat yourself is setting up your expectations for your future relationship. You are constantly speaking negatively to yourself. If you're constantly putting yourself down, if you just absolutely shit on yourself every single day, what are you going to attract into your life that's going to be better than that? As you guys know, I'm a spiritual person, so I think the energy you give out is the energy you're going to get back. So I think if you have really poor self-confidence, if you're constantly very hard on yourself, if you're really mean to yourself, I think those are the t type of people you're going to attract to you. People that don't treat you right, people that also lack confidence and maybe take it out on others. It's just not something you want to bring into your life. So the way that you treat yourself and the way that you talk to yourself is going to set the expectation of a future relationship, a future friendship that's coming into your life. And for me personally, I don't want someone that lacks confidence. I don't want someone that speaks negatively to themselves. I don't want someone that's super hard on themselves because that to me just shows that they don't even have faith in themselves. They don't trust themselves. So if you want a person coming into your life, um, you know, giving you compliments, treating you amazingly, doing little small acts of service. You need to be doing those things for yourself first in order to attract that into your life. So if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're being super mean to yourself, if you're not doing little things for yourself to show yourself how much you care, those things are not going to happen in a future relationship because you're not putting it out there. You're not creating that energy around yourself for yourself. So someone can't come along and do all these things for you. And I don't want to say this in a harsh way, but fix all these things for you 
a future relationship is not meant to fix you and you know put together all the broken pieces that we feel like we have sometimes that's not what a relationship is meant to do yes you're gonna better each other and you're gonna help each other but they're not meant to come along and fix you so you need to be doing the inner work first and making sure that you're learning how to compliment yourself you're learning how to take care of yourself first so that you know how to do all these things for yourself so when a future romantic relationship enters your life your expectation of what you deserve is high because you know you can already do all these things for yourself. So make sure that you're taking care of yourself, speaking to yourself kindly, and doing nice things for yourself. Treat yourself like someone that you love. Next one, don't overthink texting and communication. Communication is the key to any working relationship friendship yes of course it should be taken seriously but in the adult manner let me explain if you're talking to someone for the first time and you're obsessing over how long it took them to answer you how long it took them to snap you back this that and the other thing i'm gonna stop you right there you are putting so much energy towards what this person is doing and how they're responding to you rather than just going about your day (laughs) And I used to be so guilty of this because my anxiety and my insecurities would tell me that if this person is not answering in like 0.2 seconds, they don't like me, they don't want to talk to me, they're not interested, and it was my own insecurities that I would turn on this person. Then chalk it up to needing reassurance, needing this. They don't owe you anything, especially if you're just getting to know them and you're not dating yet yet that's the key you guys are not dating yet so don't play the petty game of like well they took an hour to answer so i'm gonna take two hours that is just childish answer when you want to answer don't answer when you don't feel like answering it it's okay people that want to be a part of your life and people that want to communicate with you will make it very clear so accept what they're showing you and then communicate from there And I think there's a certain level of respect with communication. I'm not saying if they're not talking to you for days that you're just like, oh, it's fine. That's just their communication style. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, you know, they're at work for the day. They don't text during work. That's not the end of the world. It doesn't mean they hate you. It doesn't mean they don't like you. It doesn't mean they don't want to talk to you. It's just that they're at work and that's okay. Maybe you're focused at work too and you don't answer while you're at work and that's okay. Also, you don't need to communicate every single second of the day to show that you care about one another and you can go on about your own days and then, you know, regroup at the end of the day. You know, you talk in the morning, you talk maybe on your breaks and then maybe you talk at night and that's okay. That's a sufficient amount of communication. And like I said, if it takes that person two hours to answer a text and you see the text and you want to respond right away, do it. Who cares? They're not going to care. It's not desperate. It's not needy. If it showed up on your phone and you want to respond, you're allowed to respond. So don't ever think texting and communication too much. But I do think once you're dating, there is a certain level of communication that's expected. And like I said, is respectable and I think that will be talked about once you've entered the relationship and once you're actually dating and you know what do we expect from each other in terms of communication but that comes later on but while you're dating or talking to new people just don't take it too seriously don't be petty about it and if it's not the communication that you like maybe express that overall you respond when you want to respond let them respond how they want to respond and 
we all know when someone wants to talk to us and wants to be involved and when someone doesn't. So when that becomes apparent, just either leave it or continue on with it, whatever your choice is. The next one is keep your own promises to yourself. Once again, we're setting the expectation for the future partner. So if I say that I'm going to do one night of self-care every single week and every Sunday I'm going to buy myself fresh flowers. Those are my two promises to myself. Or every single day I'm going to drink X amount of water. I'm making those promises to myself. And I've done this as an activity with a group of friends before and I'll get into that in a second. But let's say for the month of May, those are your three promises to yourself. Sunday, every Sunday, fresh flowers. Every Thursday, you're going to have a self-care night and every day you're going to drink 75 ounces of water. Those are your three promises to yourself for the month of May. And May 4th rolls around, and you it's a Thursday. May 4th is a Thursday, which I think is actually accurate, to be honest. It is. May 4th is a Thursday, and instead of doing your self-care night, instead of doing all the things you said you were going to do and journaling and all this self-care acts, you decide that you're just going to scroll for the night. I mean, maybe that's your idea of self-care. So if that was your intended self-care night, then that's not what I'm talking about. But if your intended self-care night was a hair mask, you're going to self-tan, you're going to take the everything shower, you were going to get out of the shower and gua sha, then you were going to do a meditation and then you were going to journal and you allotted this time out for the self-care night and then you just ditched it all. You need to keep that promise to yourself. You just made a really good promise to yourself to have a self-care night every single Thursday. That's really rewarding. That's really good for you. It's good bonding time with yourself. And you made a promise. Now, if your future partner made a promise to you that every single Thursday night you guys were going to have a movie night. You were going to have wine and a movie every single Thursday night. And on the first Thursday that showed up that you guys were supposed to have your movie night, they didn't show just because they didn't feel like it, how upset would you be? You'd be like, oh, well, they made these plans with me. Like, we made this promise. This was going to be our Thursday thing, and they're not here. You would be you would be pissed. Okay, so think about that when you don't keep your promises to yourself. If someone else was to do that to you, you would be so upset. But when we do it to ourselves, it's no big deal. It is a big deal. We are setting the expectation. We have to do the things we have to. Yes, we have to do the things that we want to happen in a future relationship. We have to do those things to ourselves first. At least that's how I think of it. Because like I said before, it's the energy and the way you treat yourself That is setting the expectation for the future person because if you make these promises to yourself month after month after month and you keep them and someone rolls around and they don't keep them, you're like, "Uh -uh -uh. no, no, no. I work too hard on myself. I keep all these promises to myself. I'm not going to have someone else enter that doesn't do the same. Absolutely not. So when we are doing these things, we're rewiring our brain to tell us that this is my expectation for myself as well as my future partner and I recommend for the month of May you set three promises with yourself they can be small or big or you know a little both and tell me what they are on Instagram whether it's like a picture or a journal and you just write them out or if you don't feel like sharing them you can like blur them out and tag me on Instagram I would absolutely lose my shit over that I would absolutely love it also guys this is my first explicit 
episode. How are we feeling about it? I don't swear a lot, but sometimes when I get really fired up like I am in this episode, I I do a little bit. (laughs) Next one. And this is one that I feel like I've learned more recently in the past year or two years. What is for you will not pass you by. It will not. I'm going to tell you guys a story. Um, A couple years ago, I had a fat gym crush. Like, it was... I really just was crushing on this boy so hard at the gym. We went like at similar times every single day. Like we would spot each other. He was just super friendly. He was really nice. He was never creepy. Like it was just small exchanges. And like it was just like the perfect amount of like talking at the gym where it wasn't much, but it was just enough. And like I didn't even learn his name for like a whole year. It was like that type of situation. And I always was like, was like wanting, obviously, I wanted to like go on a date with him. I wanted him to talk to me more and I wanted him to ask me out on a date or like to work out together or something. And it never happened for like a year, a year and a half. And I always was like, oh, maybe this day or like maybe this day. And then I came to the realization, I also talked with my mom, that if it was supposed to happen, it would have. And if he wanted to, he would have. And yeah, maybe he was shy and maybe he didn't want to, or maybe he had a girlfriend and he was just friendly. And like, I was just thinking about this everything every single day and he had a girlfriend and like was not thinking what I was thinking. And I say this and embarrass myself about this because I don't think that I missed out on something because sometimes I would be like, oh, should I have made the moves? Like, should I have done this? And yes, I totally could have. And maybe that would change the whole story, but I never did. And then I ended up switching gyms, so I've never seen him again. And when I think of like, did I miss out on an opportunity? No, I didn't. Because if it was supposed to happen, it it would have. You know what I mean? If it was supposed to work out that way, if we were supposed to connect, if it was supposed to go farther than just, you know, being like gym acquaintances, it would have. Because... And take this with a grain of salt because this is the way I think the universe has a plan. The universe does not take things out of our life or put things into our life that aren't supposed to be there. So just accepting what is, is very important. I say this all to come to terms with the idea that you're not missing out or losing out on anything that passed you by. You feel like you did because obviously you're upset about the situation. You just went through a breakup. Something you thought was going to work out didn't work out the way you did. Maybe a friendship ended or maybe you lost a job opportunity. You were super excited about any number of those things. There is a plan that you have no idea about that's 10 times better than what you originally thought. I feel like I used to get so hung up on what could have been and now when things get pulled out of my life I'm like okay there's something better somewhere else and it honestly just it doesn't really affect me anymore because I'm like okay there's a bigger plan that I just don't see there's something better that I don't see and there's a reason that this is happening even if I don't know what the reason is right now I know there's a bigger better plan and that's genuinely like I give it up to the universe I'm like okay cool I don't know why that happened the way it happened but I'm sure there's something better for me in the future and I have really trained myself to think like this now and it makes life so much easier because you're not dwelling so much of what could have been what did I do wrong did I do something wrong no it's just that there's something better for you so just know if the universe is pulling something away from you that you were holding on to so tight 
let go. Let go and let it be because I swear something better is coming for you and it might take years. Like I said, I've been single for years and occasionally I'll be like, okay, like what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Are we doing anything? But I'm like, you know what? There's a bigger, better plan that I just don't know about and I'm just leaving it up to the universe because I know that what is meant for me will not pass me by. Meaning if I'm handed my ideal person and they they either stick with me or you know we break up and it doesn't work out then they weren't my ideal person maybe in my head grand scheme of things there's something better my next one see people for exactly what they are this has also been a hard one for me to learn but that I've learned more recently in the past two years so do not create this false reality of what they are in your head when they show you who you are, accept it. This is one of my favorite quotes and one of my favorite things I've ever been told. And my mom told me this. She said, when people show you their character, believe it the first time. Like, don't let them repeat it and show you again. So if red flags start appearing, don't make excuses for them. Be like, er, nope, that that's not the expectation I set. That's, that's not what I'm looking for. And don't create them to be the person you want them to be just because they're right in front of you. And maybe, and I don't mean to be harsh to say this, we all do it. Sometimes we're lonely. So we, we create this person to be a little bit better than they actually are, that they are showing us because of the physical person of them. But it is always better to be lonely than to lower our expectations. Maybe in past relationships, you've never been the one to step back first or leave the relationship first. And this is your first time learning how to do this. Um, so if you're in the early stages of just talking to someone new and just red flag after red flag keeps coming up or they're just not the person you wanted them to be and you have learned at this point to not create this false reality of them, and you're ready to back out of there, you're allowed to do so in a way that is not harmful or mean. And you're not being harmful or mean to that person for just saying this isn't working out the way I thought it would. And if it takes you a little bit longer to realize the red flags, like maybe they went on for a little while and you're finally coming to the realization like, oh, hello, there were the red flags. They were right there. And you're mad at yourself for not seeing them earlier. It's okay. Don't be so mean on yourself. Just come out of the situation when you're ready. And you can always learn and grow from those situations. This will get better with time of just seeing people for exactly who they are, for what is right in front of you and not all the potential of what they could be. Now, I always think people can change, evolve and grow, but you also have to see what is right in front of you right now in this time frame, right now. And it is also not your job to guide them to be better, to fix them or to wait until they become this amazing person. You have already done enough work on yourself. You don't need to do work on someone else. And your ideal person will come with a lot of the traits that you're already looking for right off the bat rather than waiting for them to grow up, change, or evolve. Next one is get rid of the concept of saving experiences for them to be romantic. You will have your time in future romantic relationships where you do amazing things, you travel amazing places, but do not save yourself and your youth and your 20s because you think something is going to be a romantic experience, so you don't want to do it now. For instance, if you want to take a solo trip to Paris and you're like, oh, my goal in life has always 
happen to go to Paris with the love of my life and do this thing and this thing and then go to this other place. I don't know where the lock key bridge is in Europe. If you guys know what I'm talking about, you like put your initials with your significant other on a lock somewhere. I want to say it's in Paris, but I, I don't know. I think it is in Paris. But say you've always thought you're, you were going to go do this. So you don't take the trip to Paris with either your friends or a solo trip because in your head you've attached Paris with the idea of being a romantic experience. Now you're missing out on Paris in your 20s. What? That is just mind-boggling to me. And I used to think about these things all the time. Like I told you guys, I thought that New York in the Christmas time was going to be a romantic experience the first time I experienced it. And imagine waiting all this time and waiting around for someone to have experiences with. That is just mind boggling to me now that I'm like seeing it at a different angle. So make sure you are going and doing the things you want to do. You know, move to a different state if that's what you want to do. Go do a travel job. Go do travel nursing. I'm I'm just speaking in terms of my own career. But whatever that is for you, apply it to yourself and then go do it. Don't wait around for someone to have these experiences with. Just feel like we'll miss out on so much of our 20s waiting around to experience it with someone else that isn't even in the picture yet. And the best part is you can go back to Paris and have a completely different experience now that you're, let's say you're engaged or you're in your first long-term relationship. It's going to be so different and you're going to be like, oh, I got to do this in my younger 20s. It was so amazing. Can I share my experience with you? And then you get to go experience it with them. And it's going to be an entirely different trip. And I think that's the beauty in it. But I think that's what's so important about doing so many things, as many things as you possibly can in your 20s. And I don't mean to keep saying 20s because you can do this at any point in your life. Um, But I'm just relating that to where I am in my life. But no matter where you are in life or what's going on in your life, you're allowed to do these things. I just feel like we set the expectation of doing things with a partner or in a pair in the future. Like, oh, when I get my first apartment, it will probably be with a boyfriend or a girlfriend, whatever. And we don't even think about the idea of how beautiful it could be to live independently and live on your own and have that experience. I'm so glad I'm having the experience of living on my own. I know I live with a roommate, but I mean like not in a relationship. Next one is be thankful when people show you exactly they are like in beginning stages of relationships or you know when everything is perfect you don't know much about each other yet you're just getting to know each other everything's like sunshine and rainbows and then either you get into a relationship or the excitement of something new has worn off and now this person is showing you exactly who they are and maybe it's not who you thought they were be thankful that they're showing you who they are because because now you have the opportunity to leave when it's no longer fitting you when it's no longer benefiting you when it's just toxic or whatever it is whatever they've shown you you are now at a place where you've done so much self-work that you know okay it's time for me to leave this isn't working out the way I thought it was they're showing me who they are I don't like who they are or who I thought they were and now I can go and instead of holding on for dear life you're just like I'm letting go this isn't for me anymore it takes a lot of time to learn and accept and be okay with but once you learn that and you've done the self-work to teach yourself as soon as I'm not getting a good feeling about this I am out you're gonna be so much happier with who enters your life 
So even when it's hard, be thankful for people showing you who they are. And the next one kind of piggybacks off that is stop seeking closure. Coming from someone that always used to feel like I needed some sort of closure when something came to an end and now realizing that closure doesn't really do anything for you. Even if it was a really happy and fine relationship, you don't really need that much closure. Communication ends and that is your closure. Or if there was a lack of effort or if it was really toxic, that is your closure enough. You don't need any more closure than just those things. Closure of excuses or just saying you'll stay in touch when you don't want to stay in touch anymore. All of those things just aren't actual closure. It's just what you've created as your idea of closure to make yourself feel better but at the end it's really not doing you any good and it's really not going to make you feel so much better so whatever ended the relationship or whatever it was the friendship whatever it is whether it was toxic whether it was lack of communication whether it was you know an easy breakup or whether it was you know lack of effort whatever it was when those things happen that that is your closure and that's closure enough and just accept it you know, if you have emotions about it, obviously feel your emotions and then just move on. And then my last one, which I will be leaving with you guys today, is to work really deeply on getting in touch with your higher self to work towards attracting your ideal person in the future. Work so hard on your independent self, on what she wants, what she's looking for, what she's doing in her own life you know, the promises you're setting for yourself, all the things we talked about today, work on creating your ideal person of yourself. So work on creating your higher self, your ideal self. And it's different than the person you are right now because you're going to change so much when you do this inner work and so much when you spend time alone and really getting into the nitty gritty of what you want out of life, out of experiences, out of your career, out of future relationships, out of friendships, out of travel, out of all of it. When you, you know, work on more than just the one pillar of romantic relationships and you dive way deeper into all these aspects of yourself, you're going to watch everything else change. And maybe You'll just lose the interest of being so consumed with the idea of needing to be in a romantic relationship. And I feel like that's the point that I'm at now where I would be very happy to be in a romantic, happy relationship because I've done so much of the work, but I'm also not obsessing over it. Like I'm not upset with each passing day that I continue to be single. I'm not mad about it. I don't think I've done anything wrong. I don't think it's anything like that I'm just accepting where I am in this phase of life appreciating it taking advantage of it and just continuing to work on myself daily continuing to pour into myself and that's what I want you guys to do no matter what phase of life you're in no matter if you're engaged married divorced going through a breakup in a new relationship whatever it is you can always be working on yourself as an individual apart from all of that And that's what I'm leaving with you guys today. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I really liked talking about this topic. It was really enjoyable for me. So I hope you guys enjoyed it too. And I hope you guys took something away from it. If you are doing um, 31 days of 30 minutes of movement with me, please tag me or just let me know. You can always send me a message. And if you make three promises to yourself, I would absolutely love to know what they are. You can once again, just send it to me personally or tag me in it, whatever it is. And also, if you could rate the podcast five stars, give me a follow, share with a friend, share on your story. That's always helpful for the podcast. It means so much to me. 
and I've gotten some amazing kind messages about this podcast and I really just appreciate it. So that is what I'm leaving with you guys today on this Thursday. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Bye guys.